Mr. Mart's Classroom, Episode 74, Part 2. Mr. Mark's Classroom. This is the podcast dedicated to intentional leadership in childhood ministry. Mr. Mark's goal is to resource you with tools, ideas, and a passion for leading kids to become lifelong followers of Jesus. So let's get this episode rolling with the man that champions kids' ministry today, Mr. Mark Jones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is dose. And so we're dealing with cranky people and maybe it's even you what do you need to change how can you become more open-minded and where do you need to shut up you know it could help a lot so let's pick up our list i just want to review a little bit miss amy is that okay yes because i want to bring us up today no i'm not gonna go over the whole list i just want to say that there are a lot of times in our life that we're making excuses for things or we're bringing negative thoughts or, or maybe we won't even give praise or recognition when people should get that, and they and they really should be hearing that because we're so worried about our own insecurities, our own issues, but really the things we're saying are really affecting our ministry. It may be whoever's on your team, it may be you. So let's dive in and look a little bit more at this list of of issues that we're dealing with. Remember, it's interpersonal relationships. That's what's going to take our ministry to the next level. Let's make sure these not things are crankiness. Not your crankiness. Let's make sure these things aren't happening. So let's pick it up right here. Okay. I think having the attitude of I'm right, you're wrong is dangerous. And you you and I wait, you and I both know. Just think back to our two situations. Yours with that director, me with my colleague, and there were times that there was not even discussion because the attitude of I'm right, you're wrong was coming at my face. And, and it's like, I couldn't even go forward because I couldn't, I couldn't even be close to right. Yeah. It was already decided. You know, it's like no amount of arguing you do, no matter, no amount of standing up for yourself or whatever right. can fix it. And mm-hmm. sometimes silence. Mm-hmm. You wait long enough, Mm -hmm. your silence will take over Mm -hmm. and fix it. It's really true. And and if you're faced with that, to combat it would be ridiculous because it's an attitude from someone else. So why try to fix it when the other person is the only one who can? Um, So that's a pretty big deal. I also want to say... What about when you're speaking out of anger? Because we get angry, and what's in our heart comes blurting right out. It makes our arms flap around. <laughs> it does make. In one occasion, I did see a guy flap his arms around. It's real weird how that happens. <laughs> I might have even seen a little smoke come out of his ears. Mm-hmm. And I saw him get really, really mad, and he spoke out of anger, which was followed by a lot of apologies mm-hmm. because he felt terrible about it later. And I was gracious and said, you're forgiven. Absolutely. And don't ever talk to me that way again. <laughs> I threw that in you as well. Rubbed it in a little bit, but that's no, a, I just, no. we needed to make that clear. So that all, that all worked its way out just fine. You know, we need to teach our leaders, um, what to stop doing. And that is the, where the stupid stuff is. Just stop talking. 
if that's the problem. You, you definitely need to be careful. I'm going to give you just a couple more, can I? Because mm-hmm. I think that we might have more problems with just than just one or two. That there could be people who would have problems with up to six or eight of these. So I have a few more. All right. All right. Negative, negative thoughts. Have you ever fought with someone who wasn't even in the car with you or? Yes. Or or with you? And I've had to even say out loud, they're not even here. Just stop it. Because the thoughts would turn into words and I was saying them out loud just trying to rehearse it all, I guess. I have no idea. So it just needed to stop. I will say to that, if you are in a situation where, you know, you w- you probably will be confronted or somebody's going to say something to you, you do find yourself practicing. Yes. And, yes. and sometimes I think it is okay. If you're going to deal with a confrontation. If you're going to deal with it mm-hmm. and... And so you'll have words to say. And you can edit say, that out after you've heard yes, it. Yes. And really, it might make you calmer. It will. I will agree with you on that. But don't blow it up before right. anything's even happened. Right. So when I was no longer uh, even associated with the colleague that I was separated from after after leaving, I found myself still saying these conversations, mm-hmm. but there wasn't going to be a conversation. There wasn't going to be any more because it was all fixed now. And I had to say to myself, stop. He's not even here. Yeah, I'm not even there going to see him. There is a lot of self-talk. You, you have to kind of calm mm-hmm. that noise down. I think, yeah, Mark, and that really is linked to, I mean, I know this is another discussion, but that's what people who are abused do. Mm. And because they are so focused on their reaction and what's going to uh-huh. happen uh-huh. It, that when they do get out of that situation, uh-huh. they're still ready for it. And it takes a long yeah. time to decompress. It does. And then also they can be taken off guard when something triggers it. Right. And that's so, true too. So there's a lot of things that go uh-huh. into that mind. You're thing. right. Cause I was having to tell myself you can stop now. Yeah. It's okay. It's done. No one's going to yell at you yeah, or whatever all it was. over with. Right on that. The negative thought can also be that um, whenever we're working in a situation with other people, that we're walking around with the negative thought, expecting the worst in a situation. Then they can do no right. Exactly. And so that's what we have to be guarded about. Mm -hmm. Is that your attitude? Remember, we're talking about our, our interpersonal relationships. Right. And nobody's saying this is easy stuff, This, but it's just reality. I think another way to that is a real problem is when we are withholding information that would really be for someone's advantage because we don't want to see them succeed. Or oh, if okay. you've got somebody else who's withholding information that that would be beneficial to what you're doing, that's a team sabotage a setup as well too i'm going to say on the flip side we also withhold good things true. if we don't really like someone or you know right we're sick of them or whatever true you really may see them succeed in something and you'll withhold mm-hmm. a compliment mm-hmm. it's true for the same reason and that's that's really shame 
It really is. And I mean, I'm, I've that's been pitiful. guilty of it too. And the thing is, I think that's when God will convict us and say, mm-hmm. and really that leads to the next one. And that is a failure to praise or to even recognize when someone's done yeah. well. Uh, so someone at the table has done something great and, uh, and you aren't even big enough to say, good job. Yeah. That doesn't honor the Lord, not even a little. And the thing is, so, that happens to people that aren't mad at you. Mm, they won't tell you. I mean, true. We've all been there, and then we, and then it cycles itself around to say, "Well, they didn't even say I did a good job." Mm-hmm. And and really, it, when you're not giving credit to those who deserve it, it's it's a sad deal, especially if you think that other people are assuming it was you. You're stealing the credit for something. Where's your integrity? You, you you should definitely be giving and clarifying whose credit it should go to and what's going on. Very much so. Oh, how about this? How about making excuses for yourself or for yeah. others? Yeah, I think we have to be careful that if I'm making an excuse for for something, I'm actually blaming something else or someone else i'm not accepting responsibility i'm blaming that is huge especially in parents with their children true you know i mean i don't know if it's especially but i've seen it happen a lot it happens yes and you know again these things become habits Mm-hmm. You don't realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And what it is, you're right. You're not accepting any responsibility mm-hmm. in the situation. And the same would also be true if you were um, blaming your history yeah. or the history of the organization. Well, it's like blaming others that aren't even around anymore. Yeah. Well, if this wouldn't have happened 20 years ago, blah, 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 right. blah. Right. Mm. But uh, I wonder <laughs> the flip side of that might be if you're clinging to the history. No. We have to do it like this because, yeah. well, really, are we effective? Because we won't live in the day we are living in. I have a feeling our the history part could be a real problem when we cling to the past like that. It's not going to be healthy. Uh, also be careful about playing favorites because I think you can um, use just certain workers you can mm-hmm. use just certain uh, people that you've groomed or gathered around you who lift you up and, and say all that about you uh, to make you feel better. And so we start playing favorites. Well, that's dangerous. It is a couple of reasons. One, you won't bring anyone new in and True. they won't even want to come in uh-huh. and or trust you or anything. But also, I mean, I've known people that. They've they've gone to somebody they've liked in whatever it is. They've asked him for some advice, and then that person finds out or feels like they may be competition. Mm. Yeah, they may become the better teacher. They may whatever, right. and then they shut down and won't speak to them anymore. Right, they right. won't offer any help. Right, that doesn't help. No, you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot goes into that. It's pretty serious. I think another one is to refuse to express regret, to admit this was not the best move. We we shouldn't do it like this again. Um, for instance, I'm going to give you an example. This year for Vacation Bible School, we had a bike race that turned into 
a pile up and mm-hmm. skint knees and everything. And it did not go like we planned. It was really, and there were some angry parents. And then when I stopped the races because of the injuries, then there were some angry parents. I mean, there was, it was like a no win situation. And I really had a lot of regret to the point of, I walked in and said, I can't talk about it today. Not today. We'll have to wait. And uh, because I still needed to deal with it. I had so much regret about what was going on. But you know what? We will do it again. We'll do it smarter mm-hmm. where the kids, the kids really wanted to do it, but we didn't need to have that hairpin curve at the very beginning where they piled well, up on each other. I mean, what it shows humility to say, you know what? I didn't, I didn't foresee this. Oh no. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. But that, I mean, man, that mm-hmm. says you did something wrong. You have to mm-hmm. be humble. Uh-huh. You, and you that's know, what I'm talking about. There's yeah. got to be that place where you can can move forward it's and really make it better. Hard for people. Humility. But that will speak volumes. Mm-hmm. If you want to win some people on your side, yeah, do that. Yeah, I agree. I think it, another really big issue that we see with these interpersonal relationships is the not listening factor. Yeah. People are trying to express something. You're not answering the email. You're not calling them back. You're just giving them uh, a few seconds with your ear on Sunday morning, whatever. But they have really a need. And whenever you're not listening, it probably is one of the strongest displays of passive aggressive behavior that you know you you're just not going to act on anything that they're doing you're going to do what you want and so uh you probably can hurt yourself one of the biggest ways through there another one is is to not express gratitude for your colleagues actually this is probably one of the biggest bad manners things that there is is to not be able mm-hmm. to say thank you or to have gratitude toward the people that you work with and it brings hurt on different levels and who wants to help you whenever you aren't grateful for anything like you are to be served i mean that's the wrong attitude completely i was in houston um, recently and i saw uh stephanie chase at champion forest uh, Baptist Church, they just a huge ministry. It was a big morning. They have so many kids. It was amazing. And one of the leaders, she had walked all the way downstairs, all the way to her car in the parking lot and was coming back. And, 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 uh, she said, Oh, I, Oh, Stephanie said, Hey, what are you doing? And she said, I left my phone up there can you give me an open to the door, you know, the fob and stuff to get in the door? And Stephanie said, Oh no, let me just go get it for you. And she took off running. And here's the lady who is in charge of hundreds and hundreds over, I mean, over a thousand kids on Sunday morning. And she is dropping everything and running to go get this lady's phone. I, I looked at her and thought, man, that service right there that she wanted to to give back mm-hmm. 
to her workers. She wanted to give back to them uh, for what she, what you know, they had already done that morning. I thought that was a beautiful act, and of being grateful for all that they had done, and to want to serve serve them back. Um, a couple other ones, and then I need to wrap it up. But people who punish the messenger, they yeah. come in with the news and. And then they get kind of blessed out because of of uh, having to bring the news. Another one that you need to avoid uh, is passing the buck. Uh, really, that's just another way of blaming others mm-hmm. and not accepting it. And uh, and I'm going to go ahead and add to this this excessive need to be me instead of a team. Why does it have to always be about you? This excessive need about you instead of letting it be about the team. I think the first place to to start with is to just recognize where in here have I done this? What do I need to make different? And what do I just need to shut up about? What do I need to stop talking? Because when you're just trying to make it better, it would make it better for everyone if you would quit talking. Because all of that's coming out of your mouth. And you may just need to be who you are in Christ, called to do what you're called to do, and let it quit being about you. If anything, try to thank people. Apologize. That would be a nice place to start. Whatever the issue is that you might have have looked at this list, and, and I'll put the list on the show notes. But look at the list and do the opposite. Just do mm-hmm. the opposite. And whatever it is that you're facing in your own life that's making you crazy like this, then I'm going to say do the opposite. See what it is that you, um, um, what's making you feel insecure and And deal with that. And I'll say if you are really experiencing a lot of frustration and all of that, you probably need to get with this list by yourself. Yeah. And really take Let's a look. Let's journal each one of these. Let's yeah, think it because through. if you're so frustrated with lots of things, it could be, and it may, I'm sure, you know, there are outside factors or something that may have triggered some of these things for mm-hmm. some people, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be that person. Right, right. Matter of fact, the reason you have the job you have is because of your education, your experience, your ability, uh, your training that you you can bring this great children's ministry thing to happen. What's going to move you to the next level is not going to be that. That's already in place. But what's going to move you to the next level is your ability to be able to talk to people, your ability, your skill to, to, to uh, connect with people. Right. It's going to be your secret sauce. The way you talk to people, the way you interact with people. Now, we've all known people who knew it all, who had all of the knowledge and the experience to make it happen, but they didn't have the people skills. They couldn't sit down all of their issues and just have this great conversation and be friends with people. And honestly, Amy, that is your secret sauce. You have a great way of interacting with the kids, interacting with the parents, interacting with workers. It is this incredible special sauce that moves you forward. And I feel like I need to keep moving that in my life too so that my interaction with people that I don't even know 
to make them feel welcome, to make them feel accepted, because they are. That's just crazy mm-hmm. to think that I wouldn't accept someone. You do that really well. But, you know, it just needs to be our goal. It does. To be out there. And I think something else you can you can kind of listen to yourself mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. is, you know, how are you saying things to people? Mm-hmm. Do you ask them a question or do mm-hmm. you assume and yeah. say a statement as a question? Mm. Does that make any sense? Accusatory is what that sounds like. You know the answer. So I guess you're going. Yeah, I mean, uh, put you down right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're going to da 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 da. Yeah, I I told you I worked with him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, my probably one of my best examples of what I'm trying to say about this relational part, and everyone can develop this in their life. This isn't something you could just say. Well, that's your gift. No, I think you want to choose it's this. It's work. There, my doctor, what a wonderful doctor. And I waited so long to even get to go back and see him. And I was just getting some allergy medicine. I mean, it was such a small appointment, and I'd take a book and read it for an hour waiting for my appointment. Then you get in the room, and you've got another 20 to 30 mm-hmm. minutes that you wait. And then he comes in. And he says, I'm so sorry for making you wait. I feel bad that um, that I've made you wait. No excuses. No, this has happened today. I'm very sorry. He said, but I'm really glad I get to see you now. Tell me, how have you been? What's been going on? Is your wife still doing well? Are the boys growing? I mean, he <laughs> he just wanted to connect with me. I felt like I was such a friend mm-hmm. that I just wanted to be with him because he wasn't doing any of this. And I knew he was overran with patience, but he never used an excuse. He just was so delighted to get to have time. Well, they don't teach that in doctor school. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't teach that in ministry school. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. But they sure don't teach it in medical school. No. And I, and that's what I'm trying to say right now. It's a choice. It's an attitude. It is. You got to decide what is your behavior going to be. So pretty much, I just want to say to all of our friends out there, this is really something I feel like would help in the lady's question when she asked me in Houston. And I also want to say, and by the way, it wasn't Stephanie's church since I mentioned both are in Houston. It was a different uh, a different church conference that I was at uh, speaking at. And, and, and this I, lady is not alone. This happens. Oh a no lot. no no! She's not. I feel like it's really rampant, mm-hmm. and people are hurting. Yeah. Because they're dealing with this. But if they could just see what's going on in these other people, then maybe it'd be easier to take. Because it's so easy to internalize that as I'm defective. I'm terrible at this. It's obvious they keep pointing out all my faults, but there's none, none of us are perfect. And I want you to rise above this and, and take the high road, even like you were given in your example, Amy, and let the person just hang themselves because they will eventually they will. Don't I promise. join that. Don't I've seen it happen that. more than once. Very good. Well, I hope this helps. And if you have a situation that's similar to this, I would love to hear from you. Just reply to the show notes and and let me know your comment because I would like to hear how you're dealing with this or what you would say 
helps in these type of situations because there are other people who are facing this. Now, I do want to mention to you that we have a brand new uh, book out there called Ideas Gone Wild. It's the holiday edition. Oh, Amy, I'm so proud of this. It's cool. Great contributors. and, And I loved writing in it as well. Just such fun ideas that you can do all year long. And really, just put your email address in. And the book will be sent to you. It's totally worth it. I know. Well, it's free. (laughs) Oh, yes. Totally worth typing your email address in. Yeah. And every email address you have. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And you know what? Ask your workers, ask your teachers if they would like to have it and, and help them. Be able to put their email address yeah, in and get the the link to it. You would so look they like a rock star well. if you, you know, yeah, led your teachers to that. And they got this really cool. Fun, I agree. Free thing. And here we are, November, and all the holidays are right mm-hmm. on us. And we had tons of holiday ideas for November and December. So I want you to see them yeah, all. They're Actually, cool. there's over a hundred uh, ideas total for the whole year. Oh yeah. But right now's the time. Good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Please let us know if you have any comments or suggestions. I definitely, definitely want you to uh, check out our app uh, in the App Store, Mr. Mark's Classroom. You can listen to the podcast there. You can see conference handouts that I've uh, put up as well as just go straight to the ideas page of Mr. Mark's Classroom right from your mobile device. So I know that you will enjoy that. We have some videos on there as well. If you enjoy uh, just kind of uh, getting some training on the go, you can get that as well. Well, all of those things are free. We want to be able to resource you to do the great job of teaching boys and girls. Your life is a gift to children's ministry. You should go and make it count. That's it for this episode of Mr. Mark's Classroom. We invite you to leave your questions or comments on the show notes at mrmarksclassroom.com. Until next time, remember your ministry to children is a gift with eternal value. So go and make it count.